A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus. And very early, on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The Gospel of the Lord Today's Easter Gospel surely has an awkward ending. They said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid, is hardly a shout of victory over death. There is no appearance of the risen Christ to the women or anyone else. In the Greek text, the final word in verse 8 is for. Maybe Mark was interrupted while writing and never had the chance to complete his gospel. Some scholars are convinced that the original ending, being the outermost part of a scroll, was worn off or broken off. Or possibly... Mark intended this ending. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone out of fear, for... Very early, on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, the three women went to the tomb to anoint Jesus. They are not the first to take up the task of anointing Jesus, Two days before the Passover, a woman appeared in the house of Simon the leper, where Jesus was sitting at table. She had an alabaster jar of costly nard that she broke and poured on Jesus' head. People who were there thought it was an extravagant waste. Her action showed she not only knew Jesus was the Messiah, but she also knew that Jesus' death and burial was not a disruption of his messianic mission. This was a truth the disciples in general, and Peter in particular, could not fathom. Jesus' messianic identity and mission holds dying and rising together. On one level, the women's question to one another, who will roll away the stone for us, from the entrance to the tomb, is very practical. But on another level, 
their question to one another symbolically asks, Who will teach us how to enter into the death and resurrection of Jesus? Who will teach us how to be buried with Christ in order to rise with Christ? Last Sunday in the Passion Narrative, when they went out to Gethsemane, Jesus told his disciples, You will all become deserters, but after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Just as he had said, after Jesus was arrested in the garden, they all deserted him and fled. There was a certain young man following him, wearing nothing but a linen cloth. They caught hold of him, but he left the linen cloth and ran off naked. The young man escapes by the skin of his teeth. He is naked. He's lost everything. In the Greek, it is implied that the sheet is a burial shroud. The women have gone to the place of the dead, but they found only the living. The young man has returned, now dressed in a white robe. He has been raised. He is not here, he tells them. He understands the secret which has been hinted at and misunderstood all through the gospel. Go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Of all the Easter Gospels, Mark's story invites us to stand where those first trembling witnesses stood. Those three women didn't see Jesus, neither do we. They didn't hear Jesus call their names, neither have we. They weren't invited to touch his wounded hands. We haven't touched Jesus' hands either. Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, are our silent sisters. The narrative is left for us, the reader-hearer, to complete. He is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. Galilee is where the story began. We are being invited to go back to the beginning and read the story again. The first thing you notice is the opening sentence, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. When we were reading the first chapter of Mark's Gospel again this year, I saw something I had never noticed before. On the Sabbath day in Capernaum, there was a man in the synagogue with an unclean spirit. Jesus drove out the unclean spirit, and after that he went to the house of Simon Peter. Simon Peter's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever. Jesus went to her, lifted her up, you can hear the language of resurrection, and the fever left her. That night at sundown, which is when the Sabbath is over, all those who were sick and those possessed by demons gathered outside the door of the house. Now listen carefully to the next verse, chapter 1, verse 35. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place 
and there he prayed. Did you hear it? In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up. Verse 36, And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. Go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. So Simon and his companions returned to Galilee, searching for the risen Lord. Mark has hidden the resurrection in the very first chapter of the gospel. That's why there's no resurrection at the end of the story. The whole gospel is filled with the presence of the risen Christ. We meet the risen Christ in the midst of our living. Notice the young man did not say, He is going ahead of you into heaven. Rather, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Mark is inviting us to begin again, to look with new eyes at the difficult moments, especially in this past year, when it seemed that God was absent. God is always going ahead of us. God is to be found in our joys and hopes and in our grief and anguish. Now it is our turn to tell the story of the risen Christ whom we have met in our own lives, who is waiting for us there all the time.